0: And welcome back to part two of Musicians Can Make Money. Let's get started. All right. Moving into topic six, professional ensembles. So there's a lot that happens with professional ensembles. You could join a philharmonic orchestra, a symphonic band, a cappella groups. We were in a
1: cappella groups.
0: Yeah, we've been in a couple.
1: Literally the best.
0: A lot of those professional groups are governed by another person. So they'll pay out salaries for you. Uh, we have a friend that was a part of Chanticleer, which is a all... I don't know if it's an all-male.
1: Well, I wouldn't even say lower mid-range because you've got some countertenors well, in yeah. there too.
0: That's... Yeah. Anyways, Chanticleer is an acapella group um, and all the time they would fly him out to wherever in the world, wherever they were touring. Um and they sang classical music. You can actually make a lot of me- uh, money with classical music. They would pay for his hotel, uh, food, flight, all that different stuff is already taken care of. For philharmonic or symphonic bands and orchestras, you have to be a part of a union. And once you're a part of a union, they design the contracts. They're the ones that go back and forth about what you should be getting paid. And a lot of the time, those are really good salaries. You could be making 70K. Uh, just playing oboe violin string bass for one of those bands or orchestras, and the reason I know it is that high of a salary is because i've i 've even applied or tried to look into um army bands or orchestras and stuff like that they they uh they 're real business i mean they 'll take you anywhere because that 's just that 's just what they do um
1: I would also say a setup that is definitely on the professional side is working on cruise ships. They're looking for entertainment constantly. And, you know, new contracts, sometimes contracts can be between six months to a year. You can even extend them. But, yeah, you know, the only catch is can you drop everything and go on a cruise ship and live there for X amount of time? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But those, I mean, if you're looking for the travel side of all of it, and I wouldn't say the pay is absolutely amazing, but it might also be a really cool experience. So that is another professional kind of ensemble gig that you can be a part of. There's tons all the time, especially as COVID's like simmering. I wouldn't, I don't even know, but... I mean, I've been seeing a lot more cruise contracts coming up and cruise lines starting to kind of get back up into business. And I see cruise contracts all the time, varying in length.
0: Right. Yeah. You you give and you take, you know? Sometimes you have to to give up that time. But it's quite nice. And it's a fun experience that you might never get the chance to do again.
1: We Uh, just can't leave our fish. But like, if you don't have a fish, I would go.
0: Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And the next topic, sync licensing. So this has been a big topic around the Mancini household lately is how does sync licensing work? There are two fees that companies will pay for a master licensing fee, which is just to be able to have the license to use it and sync licensing fee, which is like royalties. They pay you for every time they use it. Um, there's not much to get into about that. It's kind of the same way where you post your own music and you get royalties paid out by the streaming companies. But in this instance, like um like Kate Bush, she made I think about 2 over a little over 2 million dollars from Stranger Things. That song was doing nothing for so many years. And all of a sudden, it's like the most listened to thing in the world.
1: It's like she made a deal with God.
0: She literally made a deal with God. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, um, you've got enough money to never work again. So, good luck.
1: I mean, how do you think Mariah Carey feels? She she wouldn't have to do anything for years, yeah. and she has been racking up royalties. And all I want for Christmas is you. All it all it like the only thing that has to happen is like December rolls around. Like, all right,
0: right, and people. Companies are paying for sync licensing um, in order to get it in commercials because it's just they use it all the time and they make their own renditions of it. Sometimes they might not have her actually singing, but they still have to pay her uh, quite a bit to use a arrangement of it. So it's a nice way to go. And moving on. Topic eight, sponsorships. So I know I said I wouldn't talk about things that aren't directly related to you making music, but just like people that are doing sports or things doing of that sports. nature. sports.
1: <laughs> you can tell we don't well, do sports.
0: <laughs> do sports. <laughs> um, there are businesses that will search for you, especially if your brand is big enough. They will search for you and they will say, hey, can you use this equipment when you're performing your live show so you can uh, show off our stuff? Maybe it'll get people to buy our product. So they'll pay you a certain amount and sometimes give you free stuff just so that they can get it in front of other people. Um, Like the Kardashians. They just throw things at them in hopes that they'll use them because if they use them, other people want to use them. And that's the same thing for musicians. If you have a certain guitar that's, top of the line and it's new and uh like like a fender and people want to get it sold in stores they might give it to i don't know luke bryan or something like that and um once he plays it people will be like oh my god that's an awesome guitar like where'd you get it and maybe he'll be like oh here it is here's the lick or people will just find it themselves because i don't know people who lurk around reddit are nice like that i don't know (laughs) But uh, yeah, sponsorships are a nice way to make money. You might get a quick 10K out of nowhere or a quick 50K, depending on the uh, the business you're working with. If it's a mom and pop, probably not. They might just be like, here's free ice cream for the rest of your life. But it you give and you take, <laughs> like I said before. Uh, moving on to the next topic. Uh, number nine, music production. There's a whole lot in this topic. Music production is huge. So let's, let's break it down into some aspects. So an audio producer, um, and there's a lot of different kinds of audio producers, audio engineers, they charge people for studio time. So if you own a studio, if, if you make one at home, you can charge people to uh, write their songs in your studio. You can help write it with them. You're doing the recording, you're doing the mixing, and maybe even a little bit of mastering. A mastering engineer, they are just making things sound a little bit louder. Uh, A mixing engineer, and that's just a nice way to say it. (laughs) A mixing engineer, they're just mixing things. (laughs) Uh, in all seriousness, a mixing engineer...
1: <laughs> I waited for the rest of that. And I was like, no, there is no that. No, rest I purposely said
0: it like that. <laughs> <laughs> a mixing engineer, they're balancing how th- certain things sound within the mix. You want 20% of this, you want 80% of that. Um, you want your vocal to sound a little bit louder, you could do that. And a recording engineer is really where it starts. Um, they're hitting the record button. Um, they are also accredited a lot with songwriting because they will come up with sounds for synthesizers and stuff like that, and they'll say, oh, you know what? It would be really great if you put a background harmony here or you did this sort of thing. And I've seen that a lot of recording engineers will also just hop in and sing as well with the artist. A lot of good recording engineers are also musicians. Um, So you can do both. You can make the actual music and be recording.
1: Yeah, and I would say a lot of my positive experiences being in a recording studio have stemmed from the audio engineer or like mastering recording engineer knowing their music chops and they can even give a little bit of feedback give some suggestion they know exactly what you're talking about they're speaking the music jargon and it does make thing it allows things to run much more smoothly when everyone is on the same page and you know instead of them not having any clue what you're doing and can't you know work alongside you in that aspect
0: right right the best ones are the ones that are also musicians that that's my personal experience um and then also in, t- in terms of music production you can be a live producer um so there's the recording aspect in the studio behind the desk or you can be right in front of the concert you can be It's almost like painting messing with the sliders. Ooh, I need a little bit of guitar here. I need a little bit more drums. Let's get some more kick. I need less hi-hat. Sort of like that. Um, It's a really exciting job because it's in the moment.
1: I would say live sound engineers make or break a live performance you could You could perform something the same way in two different venues, and one could sound totally different, and it could be depending on who you have and you know what kind of trained ear they have and all that they are messing with to be acoustically sound in the space and you know utilize your voice for the space. Right. It makes all the difference. Right. I would honestly say it's the backbone of a live show
0: yes, and depending on the musicians that you're working with or the companies that you're working with, because sometimes the musician won't even reach out to you because you don't have to be affiliated, affiliated with them. They will pay a lot of money because they need to get it right. You, you can't mess with someone that just doesn't know how to do it. Um, and a lot of the time, these, the best live producers are also musicians. All the, all the musicians I've talked to that are producing for live shows, um, they have fantastic ears. They know exactly how to mix everything. They know what's needed in the moment. And they know how to mix the sound in a certain way where you forget that there's a sound guy, which is the best. I mean, if you can get out of the way and let the musicians do their job, then you've, you've done the producing. You're, you're good to go. Yeah.
1: And if you feel like your ear is strong in a sense where you can attain that sort of balance and feel like you can help somebody in that way, then this is totally for you. Yeah.
0: All right, we have made it to the end. So in conclusion, what we just want you to know is that there is a way to find sustainable success in the music industry. There's so many different ways. Um, And you're not forced into one way of making money. There are a lot of teachers that I know, especially these days, music teachers in public schools are not made the same as they were when you were little. They do so many cool things these days because a lot of people realize i can just do both why not i might as well double dip in terms of making money um i have teacher friends that are teaching at high schools and then at the end of the day they're writing music for broadway shows like like what and then all of a sudden they're like yeah i can't teach next week i'm i'm being flown out so i can finish the rest of this musical like Who does that? You
1: can do it all. You can be a jack of all trades in music. There's so many things that are connected. And I think even during the pandemic, I don't think people realized how much, like probably the world globally, people relied on the arts for entertainment, and there are so many different facets in the arts and things that go into it for you to have that sort of entertainment, and it literally takes a village. (laughs) So there are all these things here for you, this buffet of musical goodness and different avenues that you can take, and you can cross those avenues, and you gain more from it regardless. There's so many different things you can do.
0: Right, and about the entertainment industry, as long as there are people on the planet, there will be entertainment. People need to be entertained.
1: Elevators need music. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, microwave doors. We actually have a friend who is an um, acoustic engineer, and he told us that he was um, creating the right pitch for a microwave door because apparently that boosts sales depending on what pitch you're hearing when your microwave door
0: closes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. When you go into a store and you want to test out a microwave, I mean, you're not going to bring macaroni with you to reheat, you're going to open the door because you want to see what's inside, but also it's the satisfying click of the door closing that's kind of important.
1: (laughs) Well, I'd really like to know know the note that screams rich. Like I will sing that everywhere Uh, if that's what it means.
0: (laughs) So all in all, it's it's hard to start in the music industry. I will give you that. Um, But once you know how to navigate by listening to this podcast and advocate for yourself and you have the right connections... It's, it's kind of smooth sailing. There's a lot of different things you can do. So that brings us to the end of this episode of The Unfiltered Musician.
1: If you like this episode, give us a like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and you can see our other musical content.
0: Yes, and message us with suggestions about what you want to see next. You can do that at theunfilteredmusician.podcast on Instagram or unfilteredmusician at gmail.com. We are here for you. And see you next Sunday. Peace.